Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hosts, are you searching for a way to up your game in terms of hospitality? Check out hostfully.com. They have a great platform for Airbnb hosts to make the beautiful guidebooks. If you go to hostfully.com slash pad, that's P-A-D, you will get a special free guidebook consultation exclusive to Get Paid for Your Pad listeners. Welcome, everybody, to Get Paid for Your Pad episode 105. So it's been a couple of weeks uh, since the last episode. Uh, I was very busy with some other stuff, so I had to take a quick break. But now I'm back. And today I have my very good friend, Sim, as a guest. And Sim has had uh, an experience with Airbnb that wasn't so great, as opposed to uh, most of the other guests we have on the show. It's usually uh, very good experiences. And so I thought it'd be interesting to get Sim's perspective and share his story um, to, uh, to show that you know, things don't always go as planned and what to do when things don't go as planned. So Sim... Great to have you on the show, man. How's it going? Fantastic. Where are you right now? I am in Barcelona. Barcelona, nice. Did you eat yeah. some uh, some good tapas? Yes, a lot of good tapas and had some sangria and pizza. Nice. Spanish food, definitely one of my favorites. Yes, it is amazing. Sim. So Sim, just like myself, is a bit of a traveler. We've actually traveled together for uh, quite a while Uh this year, uh, earlier this year in, in Asia, we were in Jakarta, we were in Thailand and in Taiwan. And uh, we, we actually traveled in US and Sweden as well. So we've been hanging out a lot this year. Yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> it's been good times. Yeah. Um, so Sam, maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about your, your background before we get started with the Airbnb stories. Sure. I mean, I'm originally from Australia. Um, I studied in the U.S., uh, worked for a few years in the technology industry, um, and then uh, have been sort of traveling over the last few years um, around Asia. Um, and most recently, I've been based in New York City, um, where I've been living. And my Airbnb experiences have been both in Asia and in New York also. So let's start with the Beijing experience. What were, sure. you, what so, were you doing in Beijing anyway? So I was there to like learn some Chinese and I just figured like China is kind of important these days. So I may as well go there and get a sense of the country and get a sense of, and I had a bunch of friends out there. So I figured I could just go and spend some time and get a good sense of like what's going on out there um, inside China. Um, and so I was living in Beijing and I rented an, I was renting a apartment, but, uh, I had to leave Beijing every 30 days, um, based upon my visa type. 
Um, and so when I was leaving all the time, I would use that as an excuse to kind of travel um, around Asia. And I didn't want to bear the cost of an apartment in Beijing as well as the cost of a hotel when I traveled. Ideally, I could rent it out on Airbnb for the days I was away and I could like, you know, help cover the rent for the month. That was my original goal when I was in Beijing. So, And how much time did you spend there? About a year and a half. Okay, so you spent quite a quite a bit of time there. And so during this one and a half years, you had to leave the country every 30 days. Yes. So you so, were on, on the typical tourist visa, is that correct? Yes, yes. Don't so they every have, 30... Don't they have the, these multi-entry visas or something? It is a multi-entry visa, but even if it's multi-entry, you still have to leave every 30 days. Ah, okay. That's, yeah, uh, that's a, a good excuse to travel, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was helpful because every 30 days I just picked a place, went off diving or went away and did something and then came back. Um, so that was it was it was really helpful to go see parts of Asia, you know, kind of forced me to go and do it. So must have been a tough time. Yeah, it was really hard. Like was really diving, hard. going to beaches every month. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really tough. What are some life. of the places that you visited while you were there? Uh, I went to Taiwan a lot. Um, I went out to Komodo in Indonesia, um, Thailand, Maldives, um, um, so just a bunch of all the, a lot of places that I kind of had on my bucket list that I wanted to go out and see. So sweet, man. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, uh, what happened you were, you were renting out, uh, you had a one bedroom apartment or I had a one bedroom apartment and like the main tourist hub of, uh, Beijing, um, when I first got the apartment and I had, I took my own pictures and I put it up there and I got very little traffic. Um, there was like, I got no one really renting the actual place. And then Airbnb offered to take pictures of the house. Um, or there was some way for me to get Airbnb to go do that at the time. It was like a big banner when I was on Airbnb at the time. So I said, okay, like have them come in and take pictures. And after I got the professional pictures taken, um, then I started getting a lot more traffic um, to the, like people like at least being interested in the apartment overall. So my first person that stayed in the apartment was all good. It was just a couple that, that came and stayed. They stayed for the weekend while I was away. And, you know, everything was pretty much working like clockwork. Um, the second time in Beijing that I rented it out, the, um, the traveler was rated pretty well, was rated, was rated pretty highly. Um, and so I thought, okay, th th this is going to be the same thing. It's going to run like clockwork. Um, and except that while I was away, he ended up messaging me and calling me and saying, oh, my God, you know, I think I've... I think there's a big problem. The like, I brought home a prostitute last night to the house. I think she stole the key, um, which then created a whole bunch of drama because I don't speak Chinese, and so I don't know how to really rekey the door or or do anything um, about it at that time. Um, it all turned out to be okay, where um, where it ended up being that he actually found the key. And there was no, like, no one had stolen anything. Um, but the stress of that, and then just the very fact that I was like, God, like, I don't really want 
people bringing home, you know, random hookers into my bedroom and then having to deal with all that. Um, I, I actually just stopped renting it um, very often after that. I actually didn't rent it after that. I just felt kind of turned off by the experience at that point in Beijing. I, feel, I just felt like I didn't really know how to filter out whether people were going to use my apartment for a good purpose or not at that time. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's a, a little shocking to find out that something like that happens. Did, did you uh, did you put anything in the house rules? Just just curious. No, I mean it was actually the first time I was renting on it. So for me, I think I just was really excited to sort of like. I guess I was thinking that like people. I knew that people would you know I know that Beijing is like a bit of a party city, so I know that people would do that kind of stuff. I just felt like. Um, if I looked at travelers that were highly rated, that they would that that would pro probably be an easy way to filter it out. Um, but um, it turned out that that was not really the case. <laughs> right. Um, like I mean, yeah. So I, I do think I like I think I I think I there was a lot for me to learn about how to write the listing better, how better to filter it out. And I think the thing that was really tough for me was at the time I I had asked a good friend to help manage the. Um, the house while I was away from Beijing and I didn't like the fact that it became such a big burden for him because he's not like a full-time manager you know he's just like a friend and initially the kind of the the deal was he would just kind of give the key and that's it but when things like this happened and then his life got kind of disrupted like he had to leave at dinner and he had to like deal with it all I just felt like well how do I really make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future you know and I didn't really feel I had a good system in place to manage that um, house, given that there's risks of clients sort of having problems like that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can do your due diligence. You look at look at the reviews, and you can create house rules, etc. There's ways to sort of you know mitigate the risks, but there's always going to be a risk. You know, you can't yeah. control everything. So, yeah, I think you you were definitely a little bit unlucky to have this experience as you know this the first or the second time you uh, you hosted on, uh, yeah. on airbnb yeah um, yeah i i uh knock on wood but uh, i've you know i've never had any severe issues uh in, with with my place and you know, i've had over i think 300 350 groups by now but wow. uh, i can imagine that it's you know when something like that happens early on in your airbnb career uh you know it's it's gonna probably prevent you from from hosting in the future right yeah, I mean, it, it It was more the fact that, like, you know, I felt like at the time, like, I was trying to do it without really a system in place, you know, I kind of felt like I could do it very casually. I was like, okay, I'll just travel, and I'll just have this friend, and he'll hand over a key, and my maid will come, like, next week, and, you know, I'll clean it, or maybe I don't even have to clean it that much, because I'm usually pretty clean when I stay in an Airbnb. And then after that incident, I was like, look, I get it. People are going to do, you know, when you rent out your apartment, people could always, things can happen, right? Inside the apartment, couples can do stuff. Like people may go clubbing and bring home someone. Like all that's fine. I just felt like I didn't, I didn't realize that I needed to have a really good system in place to kind of manage the, manage the house. And I didn't have all that set up in Beijing at the time. Like right. there's no like management service or getting a maid to come and just on the fly like clean the apartment after a guest leaves and all that i was just like oh i don't have this all in place and so 
I don't feel comfortable, like, you know, trying to do this again, you know, because yeah. it just, just felt like the hassle was, 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 was going to get too high. So, yeah, no, I can imagine. I mean, having a responsible person who's dedicated to managing your Airbnb listing is, is really important when you, when you host remotely, you know, like yeah. myself, I, I, I may be in Amsterdam like two or three times a year, but, um, I'm, you know, fortunate to have somebody who's, who's very dedicated to, uh, to the success of the listing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it can't be overestimated, like how, how, uh, important that is. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's at, at least, at least in, I, mean, I know in the U S right now, there's a lot of these services that kind of make it very easy to do that. But at least in China, if you're there away, when I was living in, it was very new in China when Airbnb was coming out then. So it was like, there wasn't much support available, you know? So I was sort of like, well, it's hard to ask a friend to do that, especially when they're working and stuff, you know? It's like, it's tough to get someone to just be willing to just constantly take that burden. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a job, you know? Like, I always um, tell people not to think too lightly of it and, you know, not, not use friends and family. Uh, as it, when people are doing it as a favor... There's only only so much that you can ask of them. Exactly. And then when things do go wrong, and you know somebody's not able to get into the house at like three a.m. in the morning, you don't really want to like wake up your friend and say, "Hey, bro, can you uh, go to my apartment and let this <laughs> guest in?" Yeah. yeah. The, the guy would be like, "Oh, well, I have to work tomorrow. You know, it's in the middle of the night." Yeah. Happy to do exactly. you a favor, but. Uh, exactly. And then I just felt like if I didn't do it right, and I got a terrible hosting review then in the future if i ever wanted to do anything with airbnb i'd be kind of screwed you know so i was like it's better to kind of kind of pause and wait till either i have a system in place or just wait till some future point when i can actually be there to help manage it you know so right host when i travel i love really living like a local and hearing local recommendations for my host and as a host i can help to make my guests trip more special with my neighborhood tips but until recently i didn't have a great way to share my local tips a few months ago i started using hostfully they're an online platform for airbnb hosts to make guidebooks it's helping make sure my guests have all the information they need about my listing and also a place where i can tell my guests about my favorite local spots so go ahead and check them out at hostfully.com pad and so uh the next time you hosted was actually in New York, correct? Yes. So I was leaving New York um, and my apartment, I had two options. I either sublet it out um, or I rented on Airbnb. And at the time, I wanted to just rent it on Airbnb because I figured, um, I mean, my goal was actually to just recover my monthly rent um, from Airbnb, but I could then sort of keep my apartment and have flexibility as to when I return to New York city. Um, and so I, you know, I took a bunch of pictures. I posted the, the apartment up inside New York and it's a pretty nice apartment right, right up by the high line. Um, but the initial thing I ran into was the, the leasing office was like, Hey, um, you aren't actually allowed to rent your apartment on Airbnb. Um, and I was like, yeah, I get it, but I'm pretty certain in this big apartment building, you know, people are probably trying to skirt the law anyway. 
um, let me just try it anyway. And so I posted it up. And what turned out to be the case is that in New York right now, there's actually a lot of people that are essentially scouring Airbnb to find these units that are being rented out that are not supposed to be rented out. Um, and so I, I actually have no idea how someone figured it out that it was a unit in our building. But very, very quickly, I got a message from the landlord saying, like, you need to take this down or we're going to cancel your lease overall, you know. So it's pretty harsh right now um, inside New York and places. I think a lot of inventory in New York is suffering from the same issue where um, they're not actually supposed to be renting it on Airbnb. Um, so, um, so that's what was my first big issue that I ran into when I was in New York at the time was just, it, it, it would just turn out that it was almost impossible to rent it out on Airbnb, but I managed to get one client, um, who actually signed up during that period. Um, and, um, that client, it turned out when they showed up for whatever reason, that was the day that like everything broke down in the unit I was staying in. I mean, when I was there, everything was running like clockwork. It's like a doorman building, you know, there's, it's, it's a, it's a brand new unit basically, but like for whatever reason, the like electricity stopped working, the toilet wouldn't flush. Um, there was this, all these random issues that came up. And so, I was faced with like, well, how do I trust that the guest is actually telling the truth? And then secondly, like how much of a discount to actually give the guest so that, you know, they don't give a really bad review to me at the end. Um, and how to basically message the guests in a way that isn't like, I, I guess I'm not trained to be a hotel customer service agent, you know? So uh, I got a little bit of help from, our, our mutual friend Ian and um, ended up resolving the issue by giving, I think like a 30% discount on the, on the unit overall. Um, but definitely again, um, that left me sort of feeling like, okay, if I ever rent out an Airbnb again, which I, which I, which I will, I just want to make sure that I'm set up with a system in place so that this, like I understand all the issues and kind of know how to, how to how to manage it I, th I think both times i've kind of just done it casually without realizing that it's like a job you know like when i'm actually doing it so it really sounds like the universe does not want you to rent out an airbnb <laughs> yeah it sounds like for whatever reason every time i do it something happens that just makes me be like whoa okay this is a lot harder than i realized so so and there's me always telling people yeah it's very easy to Rent out an Airbnb, just create your listing, and you know the guests are ninety nine percent of the time they're they're good guests, and you know you you'll, the chance that you run into an issue is very small. <laughs> but yeah. Then there's you renting out three times, and two out of three times uh, something happens. Yeah, and I almost got the lease canceled in my apartment as well, you know, because of like these, the laws in New York and stuff have changed um, to be a lot more strict, but. At the same time, though, I'm still very positive about the platform overall. Like, I think if I ever was to, like, have an apartment or I could set up a system where I had people to help manage it and stuff, I would definitely do it because there's no real alternative to it, you know, that I would be able to do. So I'm not, 
like anti the platform. I think I just realized it, it wasn't something I could just casually do, you know what I mean? Um, as much as I thought. Um, so, um, that's just like my biggest takeaway from it. So that's a good thing. You got a warning from the landlord and he didn't kick you out immediately. Yeah, I was lucky actually. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's cause they liked me like, cause I was a pretty good tenant, but I mean, I know other people who have literally just been kicked out immediately and then they're still on the hook to pay the rent, you know, for that unit all the way through to the end of their lease. So that, that, that part sucks. So, oh really? Oh, that's yeah. That really sucks. Yeah, because I had six months left on my lease, and the winter time in inside New York is such that it's really hard for them to rent out the um like the actual place. So if you get kicked out and you're on the hook for the next six months, that sucks. <laughs> you're left with like a huge bill, basically. So. And then you can't sublet it. Exactly. You? No, you can't. If you get kicked out, you get kicked out. So. Um, so at least for me, I ended up just subletting the place to somebody. Um, but you know, it's still, you lose a lot of money in that because you have to give people incentives to move in. So like one month free rent kind of thing. Um, so it ends up being the case that, you know, it's like a money loser. Like, yeah, you get some of your money back, but you don't get your whole um, rent back. And I think that's the advantage of Airbnb that if you can get 10 nights in a month or, you know, you can get like something like that happening. You can actually recover most of your rent, you know? So that, yeah, or that, even more. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think, I think the only thing now in the U S which is really interesting, which I didn't realize in New York was such an issue, but that, I mean, it seems like they're really starting to police it a lot more, you know? So that's going to be very interesting to see like, like next time I'm inside New York, that'll be something I actually look for when I'm renting a place, which is like, hey, you know, can I actually rent it on Airbnb or not? Because I know that's going to come up a lot where I move out or something happens, you know, so. Yeah, and the the rules in New York, I think, are, are fairly strict now. Um, yeah. I think uh, if you own, did you own the, no, you rented the apartment. Yeah, I mean, if you're renting, I, I mean, if you're renting, it's almost always going to be the case that there's a, there's something in the contract that will you know, prohibit you from doing Airbnb, I'm sure. Because there's no reason yeah, for a landlord not to have that in the contract. Yeah, I mean, because they're kind of probably like, well, you know what? If Why should you be able to go rent it out on Airbnb if I can't? You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of that going on um, inside New York. I think certain buildings are okay. If you get into like older buildings, then it's fine because the zone is okay. It's, it, it, the problem is there's these zoning laws or something. It's like there's a certain zone where if any sort of new condo building or something apparently suffers from that problem. Where I think the building is not actually allowed to, to rent out to short-term guests. And then the problem they get is that the, the tenants in the building get really pissed off if they see like random people walking around, you know? So then like you'll get this one person who will decide that it's their life mission to police Airbnb in the entire building, you know, and then they'll go snooping Airbnb and stuff. And like, it's just ridiculous. I'm like, I can't believe that that's actually the way it is, but that's what's happening, you know? So, right. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, uh, I've heard some success stories from people who are renting apartments and renting it out on Airbnb, but in most of those cases, it was the landlord who was actually would give permission to the renter. Ah. And 
you know, it's 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 a bit challenging to find landlords that are willing to do that. But yeah. you know, if you if you search long enough, uh, it's definitely possible to find those people. And you know, I used to advocate to people to just try it anyway because I you know I I hadn't heard many stories where people were actually getting kicked out or getting fined. You know, I only heard about people who gotten a warning or something. But now nowadays, it seems like because Airbnb, I think, is much more well known, and you know, landlords are aware of yeah. it. They're they're much more stricter, and uh, they will you will you can actually get in serious trouble if you're if you're doing it uh, without the consent of the landlord. So, you know, yeah. you can still do it. You can still try if it doesn't if you don't mind getting kicked out. But it's you know, it's definitely gotten a lot riskier. So I tend to advise people to uh, you know to find a landlord or find a building where you can do it. And they allow it because then you're, you know, you'll you'll sleep much better at night. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a pretty big lesson for me in that as well. It was like try 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 not to skirt it because they're getting very good at finding you, you know. So yeah, I mean, I just saw a documentary in about Airbnb in Amsterdam. They just uh, broadcasted it last week in Holland, and you now the the local authorities they they have a team in place that searchers for airbnb as well mm-hmm. they don't search for them but they when they get a complaint like they open the a special number where people can the people can call if they suspect that they're you know someone's doing airbnb and mm-hmm. then if they get a complaint they'll they'll go look and they even hire yeah. private detectives who will literally like stand they will park their van in the street and they'll have like a camera in in, in the van and and they'll literally like just wait in front of your door to see if anyone with a suitcase walks in or something, and they try to like catch wow. you as you're doing it. That's crazy. So it's it's gotten pretty serious. Uh, fortunately, it's complaint based, so they only go check check it out if you if if there's a complaint. If there is actually a complaint, they'll they'll like end up doing that. So yeah, and and so you know if you if you're running it. Uh, like quite smoothly like for example my place you know i I tend to get older guests couples who uh don't tend to make a little noise and i have a there's a uh a business below my apartment where uh they're looking after children basically and Mm. uh and so you know that's pretty noisy during the day anyway and then at night uh, no one's there and so so i i don't think People will complain really in my building. So yeah, I, th- I think I'm fairly safe, but it does it does uh, it does concern concern me quite a bit. So I'm actually looking for a uh, an alternative solution, uh, either like selling the house and moving the Airbnb business somewhere else, or another option is for for those who have two bedroom apartments. Another yeah. option that you can consider is to have to rent out the entire place to somebody. And, mm-hmm. then, and, and then agree with that person that you're going to put the second room on Airbnb because you're allowed to put a, a, a spare room on Airbnb. Ah, uh, there's, no, there's no real restrictions uh, when it comes to just a spare room. It's just the, you know, the cracking down is always on the entire apartments. And so I think that, you know, if, if, if you get somebody to rent your apartment and you say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a big discount. Yeah. But... You know, I'm gonna rent out the other room on Airbnb. 
And so you, you know, you have to sort of deal with that inconvenience, but that's then, you know, the, the benefit you get is that you're paying a much lower rent than you would otherwise. Mm. And so that could be a, a, that's the solution I'm looking at right now, actually uh, for my apartment, because that will still, that will still uh, make me more than by renting it out long-term. And the problem with long-term renting is also that you can never stay in your own place. And if you rent it to somebody, you know, and, you put the other room in Airbnb, then you can always stay there as well yourself, which is nice. Wow. So. That sounds pretty good. It sounds good. Yeah. It's a, it's, I think it's all about finding the right person. So I, I actually have a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Matthijs. And uh, if he's listening, then I uh, hope all is well. But uh, he uh, he's thinking about moving to Amsterdam. And I trust him. And I think that's the most important uh Aspect. When you want to set up a construction like this, you, you want to be able to trust the person because technically that person could always just refuse to do the Airbnb stuff and just say, oh, I'm just renting your place for a very good price. Now try and get me out. Right. Uh, and then you're kind of screwed because it's really hard to get people out of your apartment. Yeah. I so, mean, it does seem like trust is ultimately the thing you need in anyone that manages something, you know? So it's good. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, good to uh, have you on the show, Sim. Uh, interesting to hear uh, the challenges you have faced with Airbnb. And it's also good to see that you're still positive about the platform and considering to do it again. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you learned some uh, important lessons. So next time you uh, rent out an Airbnb, you'll, you'll probably have a much better experience. I think I will. I think I'll have your help as well, which would be good. So. <laughs> Uh, on a side note, uh, I was talking to Sim uh, just before we started recording this, and um, you know we're we're both going to go to Taiwan, and we just found out that we're on the same flight, <laughs> which is pretty funny because uh, considering that you are in Barcelona, I'm in Ireland right now, I'm visiting my brother, and so I'm flying from Dublin, and Sim is flying from Barcelona, and we were unaware that we booked the same flight from uh, from Istanbul to Taipei. So we're both connecting in Istanbul and we're on the same flight from Istanbul to Taipei. So that's a pleasant surprise. So we can uh, we can catch up uh, in the plane. I think it's a 10 hour flight. So yes, uh, probably uh, try to get some sleep as well because it's, a, it's a red eye. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll get some sleep. So. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show and uh, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. See you on the uh, see you in Istanbul. All right, man, and to all, right, all the listeners, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, uh, I promise, from now on, every week there will be a new episode. So, we'll uh, see you then. Bye bye. All right, man.